0: For Saatchi Wellness, this is Eloquist Radio, spot title NVAF, What's Next 60 Radio, Edit PFEQ 3006000, like length 30 seconds, mixed at harbor on March 1st, 2023. I can't wait for what's next. Even with higher stroke risk due to atrial fibrillation and a regular heartbeat not caused by a heart valve problem, Eloquist, the Pixaban tablets, reduces stroke risk. It's the number one cardiologist prescribed blood thinner. Don't stop taking prescription Eliquis without talking to your doctor, as this may increase your risk of stroke. Eliquis can cause serious and in rare cases fatal bleeding. Don't take Eliquis if you have an artificial heart valve, abnormal bleeding, or have antiphospholipid syndrome. While taking, you may bruise more easily or take longer for bleeding to stop. A spinal injection while on Eliquis increases risk of blood clots, which may cause paralysis, the inability to move. Get medical help right away for unexpected bleeding or unusual bruising, or if you have tingling, numbness, or muscle weakness. It may increase your bleeding risk if you take medicines such as aspirin products, NSAIDs, SSRIs, SNRIs, and blood thinners. Tell your doctor about all planned medical or dental procedures. Learn more at eloquist.com or call 1-855-Eliquis.
1: With Lucky Land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. My name is Deborah Hatswell, and you're listening to BBR Investigations. Tonight, I bring you a new report from Cannock Chase and a recent case in Staffordshire, and I'm also going to share a number of reports that even I feel a downright creeper. Our first report tonight happened in 2003. When a man in the Staffordshire area got more than he bargained for one night as he was driving the dark roads going home. Our witness's name is Andy Gillis, and he says, Hi, Deb. I had a strange encounter back in 2003 on the road that runs from Burslem to Small Thorn Road. It was late on a Wednesday night. Me and my pal had just been to the Odeon in Hanley to see Swap on the Orange Wednesday deal. Anyway, On the way home, just before dropping my mate off in my Saxo VTR, I saw something really strange. This was a very tall, hunched person, or an animal dog thing or something. I still don't know what it was, I know that it jumped the width of the road in one leap and it scaled a high wall like it was a simple curb drop. The speed and power of this thing was epic. It was like Eddie Hall, crossed with Usain Bolt, Mike and Jordan thrown in for good measure. But it had long hair all over it. And it looked like a large dog moving on two legs. Or something in a very good costume. It's crazy. And I still wonder what we both saw that night. We both did not drink. we have never done drugs. It's totally unexplained. It's just crazy stuff. So we never spoke about it again. You know, as our other mate thought, we were both nuts, but we know what we saw that night. Now, to note, there are several country parks and cemeteries in the area, and we know that canine cryptids are often seen in areas of burial. The creature could have been crossing the land between the two sites when it was caught out. The area, as with all of the other areas tonight, is one riddled with tunnels and mine seams. you could transverse between these areas underground if you know the systems down there, crossing from one site to another unseen. And maybe more than the odd splunker can be found wandering in the dark below. Many cryptozoologists in the past have queried if there is a whole subterranean world down below our feet. Now whether you go underground or by the surface, the area is surrounded by 360 degrees with other reports of cryptids, paranormal beings, UFOs, lights and craft. There is a report a short walk north in the Mocop Castle area that took place in autumn of 2014. The case was investigated in the Phantom and Monsters blog and you will find a link to the story in the description below. A witness from the village of Harisy Head, Staffordshire, UK described his encounter with an unknown creature that he believes was a cryptid canine while he was out at night hunting rabbits. He had a pellet gun which had a night scope attachment on it and he mentioned that he found it weird that he couldn't see one single rabbit abound. It was a good, clear night and he had expected to have seen a few about the area. He assumed this meant there must have been a fox around, so using his scope he scouted the area surrounding him. As he looked past a hedgerow he saw what he described as a pair of red eyes looking back at him. He had lowered his scope for a second just to make sure it wasn't his eyes playing tricks and then he looked straight back through them again. And he became aware at that point that there was something there, something that had stood upright at the hedge with its head just a bit above it, looking right back at the man. He did notice a canine like snout on the creature and he kept looking at it wondering what this creature was. And then he witnessed this thing, whatever it was, drop and go down on all fours, knowing now that originally this thing was standing up on its hind legs. He saw the creature run off on all fours across the field at a steady pace towards an old mine. He said this was no regular dog, it wasn't a horse, it wasn't a cow. In fact he had no idea what it was. The witness's two adult daughters confirmed to the investigator that he came home much earlier than he intended. He was really shook up and scared. He said that he wasn't going to go stay down there anymore, especially when all he had on him was a pellet gun. Now To this day he hasn't been back to the location and he won't go out shooting alone at night anymore and this experience really scared him to the core. This next report came to me via YouTube and that's becoming one of the sites where people started reaching out to me to give me their encounters and it also involves a canine creature standing upright when it was seen and a tale of a strange vanishing girl. Our witness said, Hi Debbie, I contacted you after we chatted on YouTube and he you asked about my experience at Canuck. What can I say about Canuck Chase, it's a very strange place to some degree really. Obviously I've lived here a long time and it's one of those places where you can feel fine and content one minute and at others. You feel very uncomfortable. I have spent a lot of time over there, obviously, during the daytime and dusk, but I only have a drive through there at night. There have been times when I'm over there with my kids and everything's fine. And then you walk around a corner and you feel like there's something there, even though there's not. I've heard of people in the area that have also had big cat sightings. It's a fairly well known thing, I guess, amongst the locals, which could explain a few things I felt there. You know, that could trigger that natural predator response, you know, feeling of being watched. And there's also been some deer mutations which have been found around the area in the past. But what I saw in the car was definitely not a big cat. And I know I wasn't seeing things because my wife and my brother-in-law were in the car with me at the time. To be honest, they've never really mentioned it now. It's like they sort of dismissed it and explained it away as "oh, it must be a deer." The strangest part of being the encounter for me was that I had no fear of what I was seeing. I guess in the car you can feel secure, and I shot back for another look in reverse. As for what I saw, I'd say it was definitely dog-like. It had very hind legs that were like the legs of a wolf. I can't really explain it in any other way. I never caught sight of its face or any other part of the front of its head, I didn't see its front legs that I can remember. It had mild stripes of colour in its fur and on its back end. The first thing I said as I slammed on the brakes was, did you see that? It looked like a tiger. As crazy as it sounds, that's what its colouring reminded me of. But when I got a better look at it, I could tell it was definitely canine legs in shape, but they were much bigger. And very strange. It's not the only strange tale I can tell you. There's one my wife said to me a few years back. She used to run with a group of maybe five, five or six other runners on the chase of an evening, and sometimes that would be in the dark. She loved trail running, and the group would run through some of the trails with their torches on. To avoid hikers and dog walkers, they'd go a good distance from any of the main paths and the car parks. One night when the group were out running they came across a young girl in the dark she was just wandering on her own. My wife said if she had to guess the girl's age she would have estimated that she'd be 14 or 15 maybe. It seemed to my wife that the girl was just walking on her own in the pitch black, no light, no torch, miles from anywhere. She had a pale complexion and she never looked at the group or even responded to them approaching her. She was just suddenly there, and it made them all jump a bit, as it felt like she just appeared as they passed by. They all stopped, because they were concerned about her, thinking, What's she doing out here in the middle of nowhere by herself? So as they pretty much all have kids at home themselves, you can't help but be worried about her. In my wife's words, she said, We ran about 20 feet past her and stopped, and when we turned around, she was gone. She vanished completely. They walked back to see if she was there and there was nothing. My wife said there is no way that she could have gotten out of sight that quickly, even if she was running. They had a look around the paths and trails but they couldn't find her. She simply vanished. They joked about it for a few minutes awkwardly and she nervously carried on. That's another strange tale of the chase Deb. It's the most beautiful but eerie place of all time. I'd have to agree with him there. One area accessible from Staffordshire, whether we use roads, tunnel systems, waterways, is the county of Nottingham. Known for Robin Hood and his merry men, the woodlands here may hold more than just outlaws. A number of reports of upright right
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office
1: the DMV number 97 or house cleaning or
0: chumba casino always brings the fun play over a 100 different games online for free from anywhere you could redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com live the chumba life no purchase necessary void private prohibited by law t plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
1: Scary creatures have been reported by visitors and locals. A very recent report that came in to me it features a creature or beings that came very close to someone's home. In fact, he came to the window of the house and was witnessed by a young girl, who you can imagine was extremely upset by the event. I'm hearing more and more cases where the creature approaches the home or the land of the witness. This came out of the blue with no warning. I won't be revealing names or the exact place as I have yet to speak to the witness herself but I am looking for an investigator who may be able to look for visiting the area and exploring this case for me. I was contacted on the 25th of February 2023 so it is that recent by a mother who wanted some information in order to help her daughter who had an awful experience at her home. I have contacted her back and I will bring you updates on the case if and when they come in. And for now, let's listen to the events as they unfolded. Hi Deborah. I am sorry to drop you a message, I know I am a random stranger but I saw your name mentioned on Reddit in regards to cryptid sightings in the UK and I wondered if you were able to help us make sense of something that had happened. We live in Nottingham on the outskirts and last night around midnight. My eldest daughter saw something that we can't easily explain away. My daughter was standing in our kitchen at home, with her back to the kitchen window. The window overlooks a small yard by the side of the house, which opens up into a small enclosed back garden. As my daughter turned, she saw a long, bony arm, with very pale skin, reaching up towards the part of the window that opens it. She stood for a second to register what she was seeing and she watched as it moved upward slowly. She said you could see the joints in each finger. It had five fingers, she believes, and a thumb. We believe in ghosts and have seen things we can't explain over the years. But my daughter is absolutely positive that this was living, not a ghost, but not human. The arm. Was longer than a normal human arm. It must have been in order for it to reach so far up without her seeing a shoulder or a head. The kitchen light was on, and we did check to see if there was a reflection of something outside or, you know, inside that we could explain it away with. But she is adamant that this thing was outside. We locked all the windows and doors and brought my children through, and we all slept in my bedroom at the front of the house. I've never seen her so shaken. And, she, you know, she's not a tough girl, she's a rough-and-ready tomboy. But I saw her cry, you know, and get really upset. Our garden has eight-foot fencing surrounding it and a lock gate. The side gate into our side alley is bolted from the inside to stop people coming in off the street. I can't believe we wouldn't have heard something getting over the fence as they rattle madly when the cats jump on them. There's no windowsill for something to sit on, or anything below the window to boost its height, for example, say it was just an ordinary animal. Again, I'm so sorry for this random message, we just wondered if there was anything else sighted like this, and whether you feel it's something you've come across before. I have to say I have. The report in Nottingham reminds me of a family staying in the cottage in Deeside when the mother spotted a creature watching her and the family through a window one night. She was also aware of something being around outside the cottage a few times. The creature actually banged on the window of the cottage. The family were fine and no harm came to them, but they are understandably shaken up about the whole event. It also brings to mind a report from Derbyshire where a creature also reached to the kitchen window and showed itself to a young girl and that was only a few months ago. This report was made by a young teenage girl and I'd love to put these two together as it may be a way of helping each other through the trauma. Having someone you can chat to about things can be a huge weight lifted and you have someone to help with the burden then. Or one of you guys may just have the skills the patience or an experience or even a listening ear that's needed in this situation. Hi Deborah, I messaged you as I was wondering if you'd like to know about my experience with a werewolf that I encountered in Buxton Derbyshire. We live on an ordinary estate, the estate's called Fairfield and there are lots of homes there but there are also acres of fields only up the path, lots of farmland on New Year's Day in 2023 in the early hours of the morning, I would come in from a night out and it was about 2am by then. I was in the kitchen with my mum we used to leave the kitchen sink window open for our two house cats to come in and out during the night and we noticed the cats didn't want to go out so mum said shut the window. Lou. I went over to the window and I leaned over the sink to shut it because it was wide open and as I did. I saw something strange. I could not believe what I was seeing. Something was there and it was an all-white werewolf and it was crouched down under the window as though it was looking in at us and it just looked at me and I looked at it. I don't think it expected to be seen and I couldn't quite believe it. I could clearly see it and it didn't have a long snout. It had a kind of short snout. It looked more like the old wolfman creatures rather than say like a dog soldier type of werewolf. It's like a wolf that I've seen pictures of. You know all the grey wolves look like him and his eyes were exactly like theirs. His ears weren't on top of his head, they were on the side. And I was shocked. I backed up and said to my mum, I've just seen a werewolf. The strange thing was, I didn't feel overly threatened by it, and then I thought i better shut the bloody window in case it decides to come in. So I looked again, and it had gone. Luckily, one of the things that came into my mind when I saw it was, you are not supposed to exist. This is not the first time I've seen something close to the window. I was with Mum, and we were sitting in the kitchen having a cup on Wednesday, 27th of June, at 3am in the morning. We're sometimes up nearly all the night because my mum has really bad problems sleeping because of her disabilities. So we usually stay up until the pain has eased off. And anyway, we had the kitchen window open above the sink, but only a small crack this time. I had it set in a position so that nobody could pull it open, you know, but it was locked in that position. And then we heard this knocking sound against the open bit of the window. Like you would hear if you knocked with your knuckles and our right side lights came on. And in the light, I saw this grey elbow appear. That's all I saw. I don't remember much else about what happened after that. And that's creeping us out. I instantly forgot about this incident until I was asking Mum some of the questions that you'd sent over. How is that possible? I can't believe I forgot about that. Now, the area Louise saw the elbow when the Wolfman it was very close to the area where Cain Miles and his wife Jackie were involved in a near-death accident, an accident Kane dreamt about three days before it took place. During the experience, a number of impossible circumstances happened. In a dream, Kane's leg was trapped by the engine manifold, and this happened in real life. And Kane was trapped in the car with the water from the river rising even deeper. A team of army volunteers appeared in seconds as if heaven sent. And they rescued Jackie and helped the emergency services attempt to save Kane's life. Those emergency services were contacted by an unknown male, 15 minutes before the crash took place. Jackie was comforted by a kind man who stood by her side as Kane was cut from the wreckage and airlifted to hospital. Lots of people were out there that day at the riverside and during the rescue. Yet none of them saw the man who comforted Jacka. She made a point of contacting all the rescuers to thank them. He was the only one she couldn't find. Each person she asked said there was no man there with her that day. The police officer said he'd never dealt with the case this unusual and that a man, unknown, had phoned the crash in 15 minutes before it happened. In a repeat of this accident, on the same stretch of road, Kane and Jackie were in gain involved in a life-threatening car crash, that they both somehow walked away from safe. I think Kane and Jackie are being looked after by someone. Now there is a report close by, similar to our earlier cases, with a strange canine creature with red eyes, seen by a lady out walking her dog in 2016. Chicago-born tattoo artist and musician Jory Lakers had a really frightening confrontation with what she described as a monster in Grinlow Woods, Buxton. Jory was walking her puppy Piper for the first time and they were on the path up to Solomon's Temple, which is above Poole's Cabin, when a huge black dog came running towards them. unusual, until you consider that the dog's eyes were blazing red. Afraid they were under attack, Jory picks up the puppy but the demonic hound just ran past her, paid no heed. Nevertheless, Juret was understandably stunned. She told one look on newspaper. I stood there, shaking for a minute, thinking that this dog's owner would be by shortly and I could mention, you know, you should keep a beast like that on a lead. But there was no one around I could see. I'm pretty sure we were the only ones in the woods at the time. We didn't see a soul except for the beast. I haven't seen it since and I am quite glad for it. I do get some funny looks when I recount the tale. People think I am making the red eyes up but I swear I saw them. I have not looked much into the history of this demon dog that is reported in these parts but if there really is a legend it is definitely what I saw. No these reports are creepy, and definitely include cryptid type beings known as dogmen, werewolves, shucks. But the report in Nottingham did not mention fur or hair on the pale arm. In a coincidence, I was asked by a listener what my strangest or weirdest report is. And I'm hard pushed to pick just one. I could do a whole podcast of my weirdest cases. But tonight I'd like to bring you a few of the cases that make my hair stand on end. And when you work as many cases as I do, they have to be strange to stand out. One case that stands out to me as just plain horrible is one at the Humber Bridge where a hairless pale humanoid with no facial features watched a couple as they walked through the parkland. Now this didn't happen in the 1900s or in 1782. This case took place in 2011 and was written by the witness himself. He said, A few miles from where I live is a local country park set close to the coast. It's a lovely place, a wide range of different trees, plants, wildlife. People often picnic there. They take children to play in the woodland and simply to explore it. It's next to the Humber Bridge that crosses the estuary. And for as long as anyone knows, it's always been nicknamed Little Switzerland by locals because it has clay cliffs, which are dotted around the place. These cliffs mean that the park is on a multitude of different levels. Some are accessible via slopes and steps, but just some are just not. It's on one of these inaccessible cliff tops where we were to witness something we could not and still cannot explain. Humber Nature Reserve is a 48 acre woodland with open meadows, wildlife ponds, nature trails. Almost two years ago, my girlfriend and I decided to take an afternoon trip to the park as we had been at university all morning and we just wanted to be outdoors for the remainder of the day. It was an unplanned trip but we hoped to walk around the woods and have a late dinner at the Country Inn. We must have been walking around the park for about an hour or so, exploring the woods, identifying birds, just enjoying our surroundings. We would reached a quarry situated in the middle of the park and this quarry had flooded a considerable amount of the area so we walked further around it than we would have done normally. I previously visited the country park a number of times and I remembered seeing what looked like the remains of an old house on one of the largest cliffs. I knew my girlfriend would find this interesting as I did so I made an extra effort to find it. We eventually reached a gravel pathway at the foot of the highest cliff. There's no way up without climbing equipment, but as the pathway rounded around the cliff's perimeter, it enabled us a perfect view of the remains. We decided to see if we could follow the path for a short while, but it came too inaccessible. We must have walked this path for a good ten minutes, if that, when I saw what I'd been looking for, the whole house was there, although quite in ruin by this point. The remains of the house included an old brick wall on the very edge of the clifftop and what looked like brick archways with raw iron bars and no windows. It does not really resemble a house any more but I have reason to believe it was at least part of the grounds which I will explain later. I walked a few feet ahead of my girlfriend so I could point up to where these remains were as they were pretty well hidden amongst the trees. I turned to look at my girlfriend for a split second before looking back to where I was pointing. And it was in that moment that I saw it. Exactly in line with where I was pointing was something I can only explain as a creature. It was on the natural ledge created by the cliffside, just a few feet below the remains we'd searched for. The ledge was overgrown with ivy and your tree here and there and it was very green up there and this made what I saw contrast with its surroundings quite considerably. It was a creamy peach in colour and it looked like the shape of a head, but this head had no redeeming features at all, although describing this now reminds me of how scared I was looking at it. But what scared me more was the way that it moved, it made my blood run cold. It seemed to be lying down, peering over the edge of the ledge. And I described it must have been looking at me because when I turned my head back to where I was pointing, it moved backwards into the undergrowth. It didn't move like a human. It sculpted back effortlessly. Like I said earlier, it was impossible to go up there without climbing equipment. And anyone who was up there, you'd have to be able to see them really clearly despite the undergrowth. This ledge was not that big and also if it was a person and they were just hiding and peering over the edge, I'd have seen the facial features. This not, had nothing, had no features to speak of or at least it appeared not to. Not to mention that most people would probably have moved in a clumsy manner or would have still been visible. Whatever was up there, it was not phased by seeing me, it moved with confidence and with a slow movement, and it faded away into the eye. It looked like it may have been slightly bigger than a human being, and another reason why any facial features should have been visible from that distance was the clear size of it. It was not a silhouette of anything, or something easily explained away, I could see it as clear as day and it was not an animal or anything I have ever seen before or could identify. Needless to say, I asked my girlfriend if she'd seen what I had, but she hadn't. I hurried us both out of that place, and this has left me startled. I dig some digging into the ruins, and there was was an old house up there, um, and it had people who locals describe as a man and a woman who rarely left home, but would draw pictures and hang them on the gate of the house. Oh, that's just really creepy. Now, across the estuary from the Humber is another area of coast and woods with a very strange tale that spooks me every time I read it. Now, this is the story told by a security guard who had the horrible experience at work one night. And he said, In 1982, I took a security job uh, working at Cranswick Foods in Preston on the northeast coast. It's a meat packing company. My job was basically sitting in the gatehouse on a night shift doing what most security guards do, watching CV and waiting for the night to be over. The gatehouse I was in had large windows on all sides with a reasonably good field of vision. Nothing had ever really happened and I expected my other shifts to be the same until one morning about 2am. I would just finished my grounds patrol which meant I would walk the premises on a half-hourly basis throughout the night. I'd just done another patrol and as I sat down in the cab with a cup of tea, I turned on the TV and turned the lights out in the gatehouse as they made it hard to see outside due to reflection on the windows. As I was about to turn the TV over to find something to watch, I saw the silhouette of a man looking through the front window of the cabin and looking at me. But as I looked up, the silhouette had gone. I focused back on the TV and the silhouette was there again and this time I saw it move. My first thoughts were that another security guard was messing about. As I stood up and started to walk to the window, I saw the silhouette again out like the corner of my eye and this time it was standing in front of the right window of the cabin. I turned my head to the side and I saw the full figure looking back at me. It moved away to the right at a very unnatural speed, almost like vampires do in Hollywood films and stood at the rear window in an instant. I spun around, and we looked at each other for no more than a second before it darted off again, and this time it had gone for good. I've never seen anything move as fast in my life. I'm clueless as to what it was, but I know for a fact it was not human, but it did have a human shape, if that makes sense. I could see no detail, only a blacked-out silhouette, I have looked on the internet for similar stories but I only come up with shadow entities etc and it was definitely not one of those. Those reports creep me out, I think I don't know if it is the lack of facial features or just the idea of these skin covered, ugh. I don't like the way they feel, like the humanoid figure in both of them, it is just something I am glad I have never seen. They too took place within walking distance of ancient on modern burial areas. Now one last report from Hull Cemetery leaves me with a feeling I can't shake. Paranormal investigators Lee and Lindsay Steer have revealed what they saw when they investigated an Road Cemetery in Hull. Lee and Lindsay said Hull's our second home and we investigate it a lot. It has so much history with plenty of old buildings and it is by far one of the country's most haunted cities alongside Sheffield and York. The couple recently investigated the Head and Road Cemetery next to HMP Hull. The site dates back to Victorian times and features the Gothic disused crematorium and an unusual columbarium which to the modern eye may appear to fit a creepy graveyard. Now the paranormal investigators said, we've been there at night, we've seen this figure, a tall black thing that ran across the cemetery. We know that a lot of people have experienced paranormal activity there. One person told us about how her dog, who was usually very mild-mannered, went crazy in there, barking at nothing. The dog didn't calm down until the owner had brought it out of the cemetery. And we believe that there is something intelligent there. As it has acted on command for us before. The last report I want to share tonight was reported to the newspapers in 2016, and it features a creature similar to the beast of Barnston Drain or his cohort, Old Stinker, and this is the werewolf of Dog Dyke. Now, a mystery beast sighting a spark fear for people living in the local area. Thick black hair, savage rabbits and large paw prints have been spotted across the county sparking rumours that the Werewolf at dike is back. The sightings have men that local police had to warn parents to watch over their kids when outdoors. Now, The legendary beast was first recorded in 1926 by the author Christopher Marlowe and he wrote of a man who lived in nearby Langbury Fen, and he found a skeleton of a half-wolf, half-man while digging in the peak. The skeleton corpse was taken back to his house and Marlowe was later awoken by the head of a wolf looking at him through the window. Now numerous sightings of unusual paw prints, thick black hairs and even reports of a large dog-like creature have emerged across the country in the last few years. One woman found the bodies of two mutilated hares in her garden and two very large paw prints on her window. Jackie Greenfield said she was freaked out after finding them in the remote home in Scullinthorpe. Then they found the bodies of two hares on their lawn later that day. Jackie said, I've never seen a cat, a dog or a fox anywhere even near our property. It's just very strange. We'd go out at night and sit on the patio before this, but since this, I've been a bit wearer. We look around and think, what's out there? Roger Parsons of the Lincolnshire Heritage Trust said he believes the legend of the werewolf could be true. He said, the story of the werewolf of Dogdyke was recorded in 1926, and even today it sends shivers down my spine. The find seems to awaken some creature, and it set a series of strange events into motion, which some say are still happening in the area today. Now a Lincolnshire police spokesman called on people to be wary and she added ensure that all children are accompanied by a responsible adult if they are going out look through the door viewer or the window to see who is outside if you don't recognize them and you're not expecting anyone don't open the door and she wanted to remind people of the slogan if you're not sure don't open the door These reports leave me with several questions. One of which is why do beings encrypted feel drawn to areas of burial? Are they trapped there? Attracted there? We don't know if anyone in these areas have also seen something either while outside or, you know, even worse, close to their home. How would we know? There could be so many people across the UK with experiences like these that they've just not shared. We only touched on a few areas, but we know our island is riddled with burial places old and new. Are they guarding them? And if so, from what? Or are they keeping something out? Or something from coming in? Friend? Or foe? I don't know. All I see is the patterns. Young girls visited at home by cryptic creatures, creatures being seen on MD, burial sites, prison sites and the biggest pattern of all, a huge increase in creatures showing themselves whether they are paranormal, supernatural or otherworldly. I would like to thank you f- for joining me tonight and I will be back at the same time, same day, next week. With more cases from the BBI investigation files. Good night, everyone.
0: The DMV, or house cleaning, or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Casino.com Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void mm-hmm. prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.